In the past several years, I've been realizing that sometimes I've let prayer be a, kind of a means of last resort. <laughs> I got nothing else I can do. I'm going to pray. Instead of, this is an open conversation with God. It's ongoing. It's, it's a little meandering and wandering sometimes. But it's all about communing with, talking to, and really listening to God. And that's very comforting to me, that it's not a performance, it's an ongoing dialogue. I'm John Fuller, joined by my Focus colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta. And Danny, it's amazing that I can go to God with anything, and particularly that I can bring my kids to Him, um, especially as they've gotten older. The stakes are higher. My, my prayers for my children have increased as they've gotten older. Yeah, so true. I, I love being in that ongoing conversation with God because there are many things that are out of our control with our kids, with our family, within culture. But he says we can lean into him to have faith in him and, and to find peacefulness in the midst of chaos in our brain. And it's about us managing that real estate of the mind and uh, entering that conversation with God of prayer and trusting that he's hmm. listening as we're listening. And I love the word you use there with prayer, listening. I think we forget that many times along the way. And I, I love to just talk, have that dialogue throughout the day while I'm driving or in certain places. And all day long, we carry our insecurities, our weaknesses hmm. with ourselves. And in that place, God says, I will make you strong. Yeah. He's a loving, heavenly Father who knows us better than we know ourselves. And uh, that is uh, some great comfort. Well, Jim Daly talked with Jody Burnt. Uh, we've featured her in previous episodes. Let's go ahead and hear more from that conversation with Jim and Jody about prayer. Let me ask you this, Jody. So often, and I'm really grateful that for me, uh, I do have more of a conversational prayer life with yeah, the Lord. Yeah. It's comfortable, if I could say I it that way. I bet he likes talking to you. But no, it's <laughs> but it, it, it's it's comfortable yes. to me. And yeah. I just, I guess the question is that good? Uh, should I be more of the reverent? I just love sharing my heart with the Lord, and yeah. then listening for what the Lord might share with me. Uh, well, let me ask you, with your, with your own kids, you know, do you like that they're conversational? And Absolutely. Comfy? See, right there, yeah. God is our Heavenly Father. He loves for us to be comfortable with Him. Now, we don't want to take anything away from His holiness. You know, there is that awe and that fear and that reverence. But I think sometimes in our casual conversations with Him, telling Him our needs, seeing how He works, that actually can build that sense of reverence and fear when we realize how powerful and how mighty and how loving he is. The two can go hand in hand, the love and yeah. the fear. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because we can overcomplicate what God intends for us, right, yeah. in this yeah. life. Oh, we got to do it in this space or we got to do it sitting in this chair. We got to do yeah. it with scripture on our lap. But how would you relate to your own children? That's how he's relating to us. It's Absolutely. just plain as the nose on our face, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to try to sound good. Our kids don't think, how am I going to sound when I go talk to mom? You I know? think it's that simple. Yeah. God is like us as parents. Right. I mean, he's he's our dad. He really our is. Our Abba Father. And, and, you know, and his heart hurts like ours does. Mm. That's the other thing. If you're going through something hard with your kids, just know God knows that need. And he's been in your shoes. So, mm. um that, I love that, that when we talk to him, um, he understands. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, the Old Testament character of Nehemiah mm. and, and a, a prayer mm. style that he had where he went off and prayed and poured his heart out to God. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was a moment when the king asked him about something, and immediately 
he had to have an answer. Yeah. And and before he gave that answer, he did a quick what I call popcorn prayer. Yes, yes. And so there's there's kind of a range of things, right? We yeah. can have extended periods of time of prayer. Um, how do we know if our kids are really open to praying long times with us? Do we take our cues from them, or do we kind of guide them into that discipline of longer prayer so that when the moment strikes, they're ready with a shorter prayer? Yeah, that's a great question. I love that you mentioned Nehemiah, too. Um, you know, he's the one who said, remember the Lord, fight for your families, and that's what we're doing when mm-hmm. we're praying, isn't it? Um, I think we do take our cues from our kids. And when our kids were young, I mean, people always think that we had some sort of magical family devotion time. When the kids were young, it was like, I can't find my permission slip, my backpack, you know, I'm missing a shoe, the bus is coming up the street. Those were short prayer times that might just be walk with the king today and be a blessing mm. or or whatever verse I happen to read in my own devotions that morning I might speak or pray over them but they were not longer involved things as they got older and had a little more control over their time they could know that hey breakfast is at this time come on down and and we're going to have a little more and now that they're adult children on their own they can manage their own schedules that way. But I do think a lot of it is modeling and it's consistency. And yes, it's taking your cues because there's nothing worse than making a child think that prayer is like no fun at all. And mm. we, you know, we have to do it. We want, we want them to think they get to do it, not they have to do I it. I love that. Jody, we're right at the end here. Uh, I guess I, I'm going to ask for Jean and myself. You're slightly ahead of us. You have two married mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. two yet to be married, but engaged. Uh, I think all in their 20s. Uh, I've got, I think, one or two that are 30 or 31 now. Yes, <laughs> closing in on that, yeah. But you're just ahead of us in yeah. the curve. And I, I think the question is this. As our children mature and they move into that next phase, mm-hmm. uh, they're out of the house, hopefully, uh, and they're you know moving into a relationship with a spouse, et cetera, how do we uh, let go of them and shift that parenting dynamic to, you know, uh, kind of top down, if I could say it that way, to peer to peer? I think that's hard um, because we we love control, don't we? We (laughs) I mean, I used used to want to pick my kids' play dates, let alone their spouse or whatever. Um, And yet, yeah, we do need to kind of step back. Our prayers change. Instead of praying just for our daughter, Sally, suddenly Sally's married to Jimmy and you're praying for for both of them. It's part of the, the leaving and cleaving. Um, and just blessing them. Mm. I really feel like there's a lot of power in blessing and in speaking words of life over your kids. You don't have to agree with every choice your adult child is making to speak God's favor over their lives and to bless them. And I think I meet so many parents of adult kids who uh, see where they think their kid is walking wrong, whether it's just a matter of taste or whether it's a moral you know, sin decision. Right. And they think, well, how can I bless them? How can I love them? Don't they know they're wrong? I need to pray the Holy Spirit will convict them. I need to make sure they know that what they're doing is wrong. And you think, they know what you think. You've right, They know that you think that's wrong. Your job now that they're grown up is to love them, to pray for them, to speak God's favor over their lives, and allow the Lord to do what we talked about earlier, to work in them, to will and to act according yeah. to his good purpose. When I love your expression there of modeling. Mm. 
the mm. way you walk with the Lord and yeah. your adult children seeing that. See, but they see the fits and starts. They yeah. see me fall. They see me ask for forgiveness. They see me. That's be, all good, though. Yeah, it, it's all good for them to see it. But sometimes it's hard because as parents, we don't want our kids to see the holes in our armor. But I think it's good to, to show them that. <laughs> I think it's yeah. really good because yeah. then they know that they're not perfect either and they need grace from God. Yeah, I have and one friend. My friend Lisa Robertson says, you know, if I were perfect, my children would be tempted to worship me. So it's a good thing I'm not. <laughs> I like that. And then let's have some chocolate. Yes. Yes. Amen. Well, Danny, uh, earlier I mentioned I pray more for my adult kids than I think I ever prayed for them when they were little. And Jody kind of echoed that. So your kids are young adults. So have your prayers changed and how so? Yeah, I would say that they have tremendously. Uh, I've learned to pray more for their preparation to for for God to really prepare them for the, the for what's to come and to bring them to the places he uh needs to bring them to and for me not to get get in the way of any of that mm-hmm. I want them to be shaped by God in their everyday lives and it's an invitation I want them to be able to see a relationship with God as an invitation and not something they're forced into in any way and in that prayer life, as they go into that, what I pray for is that they're able to hear God's voice mm. clearly. In the middle of all those voices coming into their minds, I hope they're able to discern God's voice. And so I do ask God to make his voice very clear to them and to have them have a personal experience with him and to provide those along the way. And and that they'll find strength in him. Mm. Uh, okay, so a further question I'd have is, what's a prayer for the parent who can't quite uh, come to the place that you expressed a moment ago, and that is, I'm not in control. I've got to let go, and I've got to let God take care of this. What's what's a prayer we can lean on in that kind of a circumstance? Yeah, I th- really it's about being able to, in the moment as you bring the words of whatever that circumstance is, truly being able to trust that God's got it. And so being able to say, Lord, I give this whole thing to you. Help me catch up to that emotionally. Hmm. Help me catch up to that in my thoughts. Because right now I feel really nervous. I feel anxious. I feel depressed. I feel hopeless, helpless, those big emotions that prevent us from fully giving it fully to God. And there are some big things adult children get into. I know in my counseling practice, there have been families grappling with suicidal thoughts, cutting, drugs, uh, prison, uh, some big things that they did not expect that all of a sudden came out of nowhere into pray and truly trust in that. That's hard. Hmm. Well, if you're going through anything like what Danny was just describing, please know Focus on the Family is here for you, and uh, we have caring Christian counselors. They're a phone call away. Uh, When you contact us, uh, just say that you'd like to have a time with one of our counselors. They'll call you back and do a free consultation over the phone. Uh, Our donors make that possible, and it's a service that we've offered for years and years. So please, if you don't know who to talk to, give us a call. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. If you're in a pretty good place and would like to know more about Jody's book, Praying the Scriptures for Your Children, ask about that when you get in touch. We would request a donation of uh, any amount to cover the cost of sending that to you. We've got a link for uh, the book and donating and also our counseling team uh, right there in the episode notes. 
Well, next time we'll be hearing some encouragement for grandparents. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. I was shocked when she gave me the divorce papers. I was so done. I had reached my breaking point. I was desperate for a shred of hope, so I called the Hope Restored team at Focus on the Family. They they listened to me, and they asked about what was happening in my marriage. They encouraged me and my wife to attend one of their marriage intensives for couples in crisis, and, and they prayed with us. They helped me believe that my marriage could be saved. I agreed to go, but was very skeptical that anything could help us. But the whole environment was so safe and non-judgmental. I felt my heart start to open up as we worked with the counselors. Both of us still have work to do in our marriage, but for the first time in a long time, we have hope again. Focus on the Family's Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program has helped thousands of couples who thought that their marriage was over. Find out which program is right for you at HopeRestored.com.